podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. In this episode, I have pleasure talking to one of my students, Danny Mason. Danny will uh, tell us and highlight the difficulties of doing martial arts being on a sp- autistic spectrum. Um, for me, it is a very interesting um, subject, and Danny is working with me for several years now. He's more than halfway into his black belt, and he's putting a lot of hard work to overcome challenges. And things that we're taking for granted are a huge obstacles for him. I thought uh, it is a different listen to experts and people who teach than having a first-hand view from the person who actually is doing it. So I hope you're going to enjoy it. And as always, if you enjoy it, please share on for social media. It helps a lot um, to build the audience. And uh, if you would like to support the channel, you can find um, the ways to do that in description under the episode or whatever they put in it on on platform you're listening. I hope you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, Dan is a great guy and I'm very thankful uh, for him donating his time and putting a uh, insight into uh, his view on life and martial arts. Without further ado, let's um, listen to Danny. So due to a uh, COVID rules, we had to record that on the outside. Hence, you've got a nice uh, background of uh, birds. And Danny had a uh, family visiting his brother who used to train with us. Now uh, he's a bit busy with work and having a young family. So you can hear in the background um, his daughter. So um, you have two guests in one episode. I hope you're going to enjoy it. Hi Danny, great to have you. Um, how are you today? I'm really well, thank you very much Liz. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Um, if you could bring us to up to date with your uh, martial arts history and a little bit about yourself. I am, a, um, I am an autistic um, young man who's been doing karate for around five years since March. Since then, I was a nervous senpai trying to learn the basics of karate, but very eager to know what it is in karate. And then I managed to gain my confidence, gain my self-esteem, self-defense, as well as my uh, my mental discipline as well. Mm-hmm. But what what do you enjoy? What you don't enjoy? More about yourselves, not not the uh, stuff about karate. We we will get that into that in a minute. But more, what you like? What you do, you're in school still and stuff like that. So generally, relax, relax. <laughs> um, what I like mostly is um, I like to I like to be busy mostly at college. I like to hang out with my mates and like to 
learn some new stuff as well as um, being eager to, uh, you know, just to sort of be with the family and be with my friends. What I also enjoy is being a karate mostly, um, learning some of the moves, um, the katas, and trying to, um, you know, just sort of use my communication at my finest. What I don't enjoy most of all is sometimes trying to try my best not to get stressed, um, trying to remember some of the moves and often just trying to stay on track. But it's not one of those things I, I don't really enjoy. I have, it's, it's part of life. I just have to try and uh, pay attention most of the time. Mm -hmm. So what would you like to do in, in life when you, you get out of school, you've got your way? What would you do? Well, for a start, I'd want to continue on with my work experience in college and in the post room, as, and then I might as well be able to um, get a job in the Royal Mail as a postman and just mm -hmm. possibly start a family of my own and just have a bunch of kids and then just live as a as a father in my life. Mm -hmm. And what you what how where do where do you see yourself in martial arts? I see myself as a, uh, I think I see myself as a young man uh, with a lot of um, confidence and mental discipline, a lot of bravery. Um, I see myself uh, as a knight in shining armor, my, uh, mostly with a black belt. Well, that's that's Sundan. You're doing great, great job. You're more than halfway, so not long now. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, why why did you choose karate? Well, I chose karate, it's to help out with my confidence and as well as to beat my autism because through the years as a child and as a teenager um, there were quite a few episodes where mostly the autism often began to kick in and it often made me miss out on so many great activities like um, trying to help me boost my confidence and just join in in many groups whereas I just didn't feel like joining in where it's mostly the autism that often won the battle. Um, I also wanted to join karate so that I just wanted to meet and get to know you and as well as you know sort of um, learn the moves and just very eager to know what karate is all about. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think that uh, may be more in-depth Karate did uh, for you, but from a perspective of an autistic person, um, how did it change your outlook on life? Well, for a start, my confidence began to grow. Um, I sort of managed to uh, get used to being in groups, and I sort of started gaining a lot of tolerance and respect for other people as well and I'm also a bit more defensive and a bit more controlling my emotions whereas as a teenager I wasn't so in control of my emotions that much. So tell me how, how the life both martial arts and outside looks through the eyes of an autistic person? Well, um, throughout the life of, of outside of karate I just usually like to spend time with the family usually just chatting about what I've been up to at college and mostly I just like to attend college four days a week Fridays are my day off so I just get a long weekend on so on Friday day offs mostly I just like to stay at home or mostly at any other stage I just 
get a county care support worker and we just go out for a little trip at some stage. That's great. Um, so what what are the challenges you face in, in real life that maybe people like myself who are not um, daily involved person with the autism face? So what kind of challenges you have which that I wouldn't consider as a challenge maybe? One of the challenges I may have is to try my best not to uh, get too stressed at the point. So that's one of the challenges I need to work on. Another one of the challenges is to try and get used to, to some people that can be quite annoying and a, and a bit of a pain and just be tolerant with them. Another set of the challenges is to try and uh, pay more attention and just um, just not get distracted easily at some stage. Because that's that's one of the traits you got, isn't it? You just get really quickly distracted and you kind of drifting into your own thoughts, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's true. Because you know sometimes I find it a little difficult to to pay attention, but unless when I'm given a prompt, I just sort of just have to get back into the real world and then just sort of um, just try and stick with it as best as I could. Mm-hmm. And um, tell me, so how, what's the best thing about karate you enjoy? The best thing about karate I enjoy is basically just teaching me the, um, the simple things about self-defense as well as um, only being able to use my moves for uh, to defend myself, not to attack. But also to gain respect from from any of the other senpais and sensei, including you, that is. Um, I also had to get used to switching to new dojos since the last time when we when we first met, we we began to do some training down in the old dojo in Normandy. Mm-hmm. Because that's the that's the thing which is um, it's not not easily coming to you to change the routines and places, isn't it? It's not quite easy, no, because people with autism, they don't really like um, any changes that much. But unless when they sort of um, grow up and they, when they get told about the changes, then they slowly start to um, grasp it a bit more. And then they just slowly start to get used to it. I was a bit like this once when I was a child and as a teenager too, because I was not used to, to many people's different appearances or or changing to different places, etc., etc., but, um, you know, that's autism because, you know, some autistic people just don't like changes and they just mm. prefer familiar things. But I've learned in life that it's good to be different because we cannot have things all the same all the time. So, And it's also at school that sometimes, mostly at school, whenever I'm not faced with any um, told, or when I'm not told about the changes, um, I just tend to get a little uh, surprised and confused and a little bit agitated between the changes. Uh, unless when someone just tells me what's been going on over the mm. half term. Yeah, sure. Um, because I remember when you joined in, you you haven't been very um, outgoing and you didn't like changes. But now you you know you say that um, the, you're gonna try everything and 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 you take it as a challenge. Is that that something you think karate might ever change in you? That you know you're a bit more outgoing, you're trying different activities, and you even try swimming, didn't you, last year or year before that, which usually you don't enjoy isn't it your mum was saying something um well if i can remember swimming is one of the things i've never been doing in all my life well 
when I was at school, we've often been doing some swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. We usually go down to the local school's pool. Back then, we used to be given some swimming lessons. We often had to um, swim all the way to the deep end or just um, use so many things to help keep ourselves afloat in the water. And, uh, and you know, sometimes when all the lessons have been done, we just usually have a lot of free time inside the pool, mainly just by um, larking about and splashing each other and then just having fun, you know, because that's what I usually like to do with my mates. And uh, the very last time I went swimming, I think it was around, I don't know, I think it was around somewhat around the summer of 2019. That was um, when we were, that was just long before COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And how uh, how do your friends see you doing karate? What do they think about it? Well, um, my friends, when they see me doing karate, it's like it's they're like pretty surprised because they've never seen me doing karate. But now that when I tell them all about how karate has uh, managed to change me, I think that's that's something they just feel really we're really pleased about, it. and they um, and I should tell them they should try it because it's a really good thing to use. So it can give you a lot of confidence, a little bit of defense, and a lot of mental discipline inside you. So that means you just have to try and just work out things yourself and just try and get in control of your feelings as well as your anxiety and anger. Those are the two of the things I still need to control in everyday life. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with the with an anxiety? Let's say, what's your method to overcome? The fears and the and anxiety. My thing to overcome my fears and anxiety is mostly when it comes to fears, I have to try and think of something that isn't scary. And uh, mostly, I just have a chat with my parents about um, what has made me feel anxious and how I can prevent myself from being anxious and how I should be able to um, know what it is. Um, but mostly. I never tend to get anxious easily. It's just only sometimes when I'm at home, I just usually spend a lot of time in front of the screens, just, just usually doing a lot of um, stuff like uh, surfing the web on my computer, playing a bit of video games, or even just being on social media. That's that's what I do mostly in every in everyday life. Mm. So how how I noticed that on uh, social media, people with autism or other disabilities um, sometimes get. Uh, so-called trolls and people uh, you can feel it drink don't worry mm -hmm. um, getting picked and bullied how I've seen that you've been having quite a few people on TikTok I think um, talking nonsense to you and stuff how do you deal with that well sometimes that's quite difficult because sometimes the trouble is most autistic people just don't know how they they deal with trolls mostly I mm -hmm. just tend to um, I've just been given the old advice, mainly to just ignore them and just block them. I have blocked quite a few trolls, and sometimes they just, um, sometimes it, what the trolls need is a little bit of ammunition from a per, from a victim's comment, because mm -hmm. the more ammunition they get, the more chance they get to harass and cyberbully their victims than this, then just mm -hmm. use these cruel jokes. But if there's one thing that a troll dislikes is not having any attention. So mm -hmm. if they don't see any new comments, no matter how no matter how many days or weeks or years pass by, they will never they won't get any new comments. And this can make the internet troll a bit bored. And they could just go off and just troll someone else. Do you think that the doing martial arts um, gave you a bit more resilience to, you know, take more from them and just ignore them and not get very um, kind of uh, hot-headed with them? What do you think? 
I think uh, martial arts has really helped out because it just gives me a lot of um, resilience, a lot of confidence, and it just basically just makes me feel like I'm just a changed person on um, on TikTok. So because um, mainly I just get a lot of um, I get a lot of a uh, positive um, support from all my followers and especially you, of course, mm. and. Um, I usually just uh, been given some advice about what happens when trolls do often start to play up and when they start to make some cruel jokes. Mm. And sometimes, mostly when trolls do often get on my nerves, it's enough to to test my it's enough to test me. So, but then I just um, think back to karate and I just um, begin to um, just use the old-fashioned way to report and block them. So that's that's what I that's what I always do when it comes to dealing with trolls whether it's on social media or Facebook or on, or on TikTok or just mm. anywhere else. That's great. Um, which part of the training you like the, like the most? Uh, the kata, the punching, uh, the pads or um, sparring? What is the favorite of yours? I'd say mostly the sparring. In the past, I wasn't, I wasn't quite so, um, so keen about it at first, but then after a lot of... Um, Lots of confidence and a lot of um, encouraging and a lot of um, bravery. I just now realise that I, it's, it's one of my favourite things to do because that's where it just encourages me to use both my um, my of, my offence moves and my defence moves. But um, the next time if we do sparring, I have to work hard on my defence moves, you know, just to um, defend any of the incoming punches and then just try and um, just to use a counter-attack when possible. Mm-hmm. Um you uh, you are quite good now with the kata. Which which katas are uh, your favorite, and maybe why? Can you explain? I'd say mostly the the fourth kata because it is um, the reason why it's my favorite. It's because it's just um, it's like a new step up towards the 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 newer level. And when I first started it, it was quite um, difficult. But as the years, months, and days, and weeks passed by, I slowly began to um, slowly sort of um, get the better of it, and I began to master it all, all by myself. Because mm-hmm. you, you are, you've done a huge progression, and you know, I remember you coming without any knowledge, and now you are a well fourth Q or third Q. So you need need a black belt. What what will the black belt mean mean for you? Well, the the black belt. What would it mean for me is that I have to just. Um, it would take a lot of um, hard work. It would take a lot of training, and it would take a lot of your strict um, coaching to to get me into a better shape to help me boost towards my goal to get the black belt. Because in everyday life, I realize it's not going to be easy to get a black belt, but nothing comes easy, as one person says, mm-hmm. because. In order to gain a black belt, I have to work very hard and concentrate really, really hard, so that I need to um, just just grasp. I mean, so so I'm just like inches away from, I'm just like a few um, blocks away from achieving my goal. But it, I'll get there, as most people would say. Mm-hmm. And what's your plans after having a black belt? What do you think? How you how are you gonna change, and what are you gonna do? Well, I'd say I most want to. Um, continue your karate classes mainly because that um, I just don't because when most people are done with karate it just feels like they just um, they tend to forget mostly all the moves all the katas and all their defense moves 
So I thought that if I would gain a black belt and if I would reach my goal, I just feel like I just want to stay in karate and then just do a bit more, um, do a bit more defense moves, learn some more katas, and then just possibly just work on some more resilience and more self-defense and more mental discipline and more confidence in my life. Mm -hmm. You know that after the black belt, there's ten more black belts. Oh, I didn't so know that's, that. That's only halfway. So there's black belt and there's ten degrees up. So it's not that easy that you get a black belt and you finish. <laughs> um, but um, would you ever consider teaching? Well, I would, but sometimes I just have to work on my charisma skill and how I should mm -hmm. be able to um, use my words to, to teach the class and how I should be able to um, coach people in the future because autistic people can sometimes lack communication because mm -hmm. they find it difficult to speak up and they just sit in silence and people just don't know what to do when when they just see their autistic youngster or their autistic child or or their friend or whatever it is they just they just sit in silence and they just don't know what to do but I've learned that if I that if I don't tell anybody what is wrong then they won't be able to know how to help me so that's why communication is the most important tool because if I had a problem I would just ask you or I just um raise my hand just to get attention and then I would just I'll either ask you to show us that again, or if I didn't get the move right, I would just ask you to show us how it is. Mm -hmm. That was a, a little of a problem of ours when we started training, didn't it? Because you didn't want to ask the questions because you, you felt that you're doing something wrong, wasn't it? Yeah, well, sometimes that was mostly me getting a little bit hard on myself, mm. but I've been told in life to just take it easy and then just... Um, just just to relax a bit more and then just uh, remain calm and positive because in karate you just have to do what you can do sometimes there's going to be lots of things like some rough and tumbles and lots of um, a little bit of falls a little bit of kicks and punches and as well as yourself being a little bit stiff and sore afterwards but those are mostly supposed to be good signs that you're getting a little bit more fit and you're just gaining some more confidence and you're able to speak up a bit more when you build up some more communication so if you have a if you would give advice to uh, people like myself teaching what the coaches should look for to make it uh, classes more advanced art more uh, digestible for autistic people what should we do as a coaches to make it like, your life easier well I'd say um, they should just try and um, help autistic people improve their communication because mm -hmm. when some senpais who have autism often just don't use their communication, then they won't be able to know how to help because then they would just stand and sit alone in silence. So that's why most autistic people should try and break the silence. Mm -hmm. So that means that they have to try and speak up and just stand up for themselves and they just have to use their voices to be heard mm -hmm. but they also have the but they also have the responsibility to to listen to others as well and see what they're saying mm -hmm. and what else the teachers could do to make classes easier for you so a lot of lots of repetitions um how should we show you stuff so you're getting is you more you more into the listening about the techniques or you visual or how does that work for you when I'm teaching? I'm able to listen more because I use a hearing aid to help me out whenever, mm -hmm. I, uh, whenever I need it most of all because I am hard of hearing. Mm -hmm. That's mostly because I have a bit of a... Um, I had a problem with the right eardrum back in my childhood because when I was around a couple of years old, 
my right eardrum began to burst. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't realize how it felt back then. But then sometime around, uh, I don't know, somewhat around 2007 in the autumn or or winter, really, um, I went off for an operation on my ear and they had to get my eardrum Mm -hmm. fixed. So that was like my, uh, that was like a really big thing for me. But I feel as though mostly I still use my hearing aid a lot. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm in the town, whether I'm in the dojo, or whether I'm at college, I, I just have to try my best to um, to listen out for something. Because even mm-hmm. though sometimes, when whenever most of us can be a little bit far apart, mostly due to COVID, I still have to try and listen out for some at some stage. Mm. But uh, what I meant is, um, do you prefer in a dojo when we're doing karate? To see what we're doing or or to hear what we're doing? Which explanation works for you better? Um, mostly in the dojo to see what we were doing so that it would explain a bit more better because I know that we weren't able to fully go to the dojo due to COVID. We had to do some mm. virtual classes which turned out to be alternative methods. So um, most of us have been doing online karate. For me, I found it was quite, it was quite challenging at first but mm-hmm. I found it was quite good in the end. The reason it was quite challenging for me was because of two things. I was not used to online karate, basically because my disability never really hasn't really heard of those until now. Mm-hmm. And mostly the study isn't really that great because it's not really meant to be that big. So, yeah. so I prefer it when we're in a dojo, so that way I can just see what what it's like to to use our um, to use our moves to try and defend ourselves and take down our opponents as mm-hmm. well as take turns each. Yeah. Um, what would you say to other autistic people or disabled people? Um, should they t- take up karate or should they stay away? Well, if autistic people should sign up for karate, there's one thing they have to expect, and that would be they just have to try and um, get used to mostly a change in the routine. Mm-hmm. They have to try and um, get used to the time management skills. They have to try and learn to be a bit patient. They have to just try and, and just pay a lot more attention. They just have to try and um, be a bit independent because mm. I know that sometimes most autistic children who have severe autism often just rely on mostly on their parents to do everything mm. for them. And there are other people with, with many other disabilities like Down syndrome or mainly a lot of dyslexia, um, which I've been doing a lot of research on. Mm-hmm. and. Um, but there are some others with mild autism or, or Asperger's syndrome that can completely be a little bit more um, independent. So that means they can just be fine. So they can just take one big step. So mm-hmm. it's like a big step for people with autism when they just join karate. So it's like to help them, to help defend them against bullying at school or being bullied online or to help make themselves a better person when they mm-hmm. just feel like they've gone through some rough times. Yeah, so... You would recommend karate for for people with autism? Yes, I do. How would you encourage them? Well, I would encourage them with um, mostly a little bit of ads, mostly just to present myself. Um, mm-hmm. I would also be be able to mostly just talk to them all about karate and how it has made me how it has made me feel. Mm-hmm. And I would also tell them about the different color stages of each belt. So the white belt is the very first stage in the senpai's life, and that's what um that's what I've gained when I first joined karate. Mm-hmm. And I would also tell them that they have to try and um 
tie their own belt without needing any help so that can be quite difficult but mm -hmm. if they practice a lot then they should get the better of it sure um, which is your favorite color in a belt system mostly my favorite color in the belt system is green i've achieved that sometime in the summer of 2019 um that was that was when we were all in our new dojo and that was when we had um we had licks and that was when Raquel began to move up to the brown belt so she mm -hmm. had to say goodbye to her green belt and hello to her new brown belt and um, I think it felt good for me to get my green belt because I had to work really really hard to get my mm -hmm. green belt and it I just kept on focusing just kept on working hard and thinking to myself if I work hard I'll get that green belt and it's been around for I don't know, for around just a year, and I'm quite surprised at how, how much progress I've made in karate so far. Mm, it's, it's impressive. Um, how do you feel about the people coming in, joining in the club? Um, so do you treat our members, those who come regularly, as a family, friends, or how is your outlook on the... Because, you know, physical exercises usually bring people together. What is your feeling about the... Uh, members of the dojo um, Mostly for the members in the dojo. I just usually just like to um, Treat them with respect as always. I just usually give them the old greetings and just usually just wave to them mm -hmm. Then mostly I would be able to um, or mostly I would just bound out to them and just say us mm -hmm. um, That's that's how we greet each other when we come into the dojo and uh, we, Usually we just get a little bit of a conversation going on until when it's time to to start karate in our classes, we have to um, stop the conversation and just join in at some stage, and that will be the signal for us to just um, just uh, to just get in line and listen, and then just start the classes and pay more attention. Mm -hmm. um, would you want to add anything else? Would you want to say something special to the listeners? Yes, um, I just want to say that Shinaido Karate has been the best karate class I've ever seen because it has helped me gain my confidence, gain my self-esteem. It's helped me become a much more of a better person and it has also managed to help me get in control of my emotions, mainly my anger and my anxiety. Um, I may still suffer that in life, but if I remember the techniques, I should be able to be in control of it. And I'm also grateful to have you as my sensei. Thank and I'm you. also grateful to have the, um, the karate gi and all the belts as well as remember all the all the kicks the punches the katas etc etc excellent okay i think we can wrap up on that one thank you, you you've got a little guest uh, crying in the background <laughs> <laughs> that was that's uh, our baby that's that's the that's the baby girl no she often cries that's how babies do that sometimes mm -hmm. yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you very much danny for your uh, time it was a pleasure talking to you. And it was a pleasure talking to you too, Les. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that uh, it was interesting. Um, and as always, if you would like to share this episode, that would be a great help for us to grow the channel and you know, spreading the news um, and the episodes helps a lot with publicity. So if you enjoy it, please share it. If you didn't like it, um, please impose it on your uh, enemies so they can suffer a little bit. Um, and as always, you know, I appreciate you, appreciate your time. Uh, it is a 
long podcasts. This one is actually quite short, but usually it's quite long. So I really enjoy your feedback as well on the Facebook and other social media. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you for support. Checking out less. Sports Social Podcast Network.